Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Woven Well podcast. In the world of fertility, there can be a lot of really good things that require balance. Advocating for ourselves while not getting sucked into striving, avoiding pregnancy while acknowledging that we are still open to life when we choose to be intimate with our spouse, trying to conceive while wrestling with the reality that we don't have ultimate control over that possibility or timeline. And because fertility is such a precious part of our personhood, one that's perhaps an especially vulnerable area of our lives, some of us can tend to be pretty hard on ourselves when the balancing isn't going so well. Here's the thing. We're all figuring out this balancing act. We're all on the journey to embrace the good and the bad, the push and the pull. And instead of beating ourselves up for figuring things out, we may want to consider practicing self-compassion. That's where today's guest comes in. Christina Tucker is a counselor as well as a trauma-conscious yoga instructor who specializes in maternal mental health and trauma. She also likes to explore the intersections of faith, trauma, and embodiment through writing and art, all of which are right up our alley at Woven Well. And I've invited Christina to talk with us about self-compassion today. And I know you all will really enjoy what she has to share. So Christina, thanks so much for being on with us today. Yes. Thanks, Caitlin. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad too. And as we get started, would you mind telling us just a little bit more about the work that you do? I have a feeling that the description perked up the ears of a few of our listeners. Yes, of course. Of course. So right, like you said, I'm a counselor specializing in maternal mental health and trauma. So most of the women that I work with are anywhere on the spectrum from infertility, trying to conceive, to maybe they're pregnant and pregnancy has been really hard, to postpartum adjustment, um, definitely some some loss and trauma, things like that, Um, postpartum mood disorders, and then parenting. So really anywhere in the spectrum um, that we have as as women um, that we so often face. So that's the counseling end of things, which tends to be pretty heavy. And so I found Mm -hmm. through um, just my own wellness kind of journey that I've incorporated, like yoga came first, that I started uh, playing around some yoga. And really, it was a personal practice first. Uh, I've done yoga Mm -hmm. for now, I don't know, 15 years. Uh, So started for personal practice. And then I just saw and felt so much connection, um, realizing how it benefits our bodies um, and helps us through those really challenging times in life. Absolutely. That is so great. And I imagine that, as you mentioned, self-compassion comes up a lot in your work. (laughs) So why don't you go ahead and share about what self-compassion is and how it can relate to fertility? Absolutely. My favorite way to think about self-compassion is thinking about how we treat ourselves. So am I treating myself like a friend? Um, at the end of the day, that is self-compassion. If I am giving myself the same kindness that I would give one of my closest friends. Mm. Um, so when we have a difficult time or we fail or something goes sideways or whatever in life, it's, am I approaching myself in that moment with maybe criticism or judgment or 
berating, that would not be self-compassion, but it's so often our default, mm-hmm. right? And so self-compassion would be instead saying to myself, ooh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what do I need? How can I help myself? Um, what is it that I can offer myself in this moment to help make it a little bit easier? How can I care for myself in this moment? That is so often self-compassion. I love that, by the way, because we think about when a friend is going through a hard time, our mind is just going with, what can I do for her? How can I care for her? What would mean the most to her right now? But you're right. When we're walking through that ourselves, we're not taking that space that we need to say, what would make this just a little bit better? So that's a good word. And then I also think like thinking of us as women and kind of being in whether it's with fertility or trying to conceive or maybe preventing pregnancy or whatever, you know, when we think about our bodies, we're just so multifaceted. Mm. Uh, we have, yes, it, it is our physical body, but our emotions and what we're carrying, the stress that we're under impacts how our body systems are working, the physical body systems are working. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, I think our, our spirituality is a huge part of that too. And so then when I think about self-compassion for, for us as women, it really, when we can be compassionate and kind with ourselves, everything works better. Mm. Um, body, mind, soul, spirit, all of it um, is going to work better and um, work. All those systems work with each other um, more well versus um, when we are, in trauma or in stress, so often there's fragmentation, there's kind of this breakdown in our body systems um, and they don't work as well. So self-compassion helps all of that. I mean, it's a key component to helping all of that work together well. Yeah. And you just spoke to the soul as well. And it made me think about how God is continuously compassionate with us. We can always continue to go to God over and over again, and we'll always receive that compassion and forgiveness. And so practicing that with ourselves is a good reminder that there is no reason to withhold it, no matter the situation. Mm, That's so good. Yes. And just remembering, right? Yes, if we can remember and even do sometimes the spiritual work of kind of knowing that God is compassionate and he's gentle and lowly and that he approaches um, with that, um, you know, with the tenderness, with the questions, with the softness. Um, If we can know those um, parts of God's character, Mm. uh, how that then helps us um, treat ourselves with that same kindness and tenderness and gentleness. For sure. Can you give us some examples of how to practice this in our lives? Like what are some real world scenarios where we can practice self-compassion in them? Absolutely. So one of my biggest, especially with clients, is thinking about setting realistic expectations. Um, So often we are wearing so many hats um, from maybe working, maybe housework, maybe friendships, maybe partners, maybe, you know, it just goes, the list goes on and on and on as far as all the things um, that we are carrying. And so setting realistic expectations is a really big uh, way to practice self-compassion of not keeping on, okay, I'm going to take this list of 20 things and do it today. Uh, Maybe you make your list of 20 things, but then look at the list and pick out, let me pick out three to five that are the most important today. And if I get those done, then you can add on a couple more, but kind of setting realistic expectations can be, can be a really great start um, and really a practical, easy way of 
you know, like we go back to that friend question of if a friend was saying, I'm going to do this, 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 this. Hey, friend, why don't you, what's most important on that yes. list, right? It's going back to that question. For sure, yep. yes. Um, we kind of talked about it, but being kind with myself when the unexpected things happen. Mm. So something goes sideways. I know in my life, it's often, you know, a kid forgets a snack for school or forgets who knows what, or we don't have socks for the soccer game or who knows. And so instead of sitting there beating myself up for missing one more thing or forgetting whatever on the calendar, just saying, no, this is hard. I'm juggling a lot of pieces um, and we're going to be okay. And then maybe jumping to a, a problem solving kind of something in that moment if I need to. Mm. Um, but instead of, yes, it's so quick that we're just critical with ourselves often. Mm. Mm. Uh, when that inner critic speaks, one of my favorite things with self-compassion is to kind of talk back to those voices sometimes mm, okay. and not in a like judgy way, right? If we're judging and mean to those inner voices, like we're just heaping on more ick mm. where if we can instead say, well, thank you inner critic for trying to help, but that's actually not helpful right now. What is helpful is. Um, mm. And so you can do that with inner critic. You can do that with that anxious voice or intrusive thoughts or anxious thoughts. But kind of because all of those things, they're trying to likely keep us safe, um, keep us in relationship. It's those, those things are doing what they think um, we need. Uh, those defense mechanisms are, are created early. And so, but if we can talk back and hold them with compassion and say, thank you for trying to help. But then oftentimes those voices get a little more quiet and we get a little bit further um, and just move through the hard stuff a little bit more easily. Wow. That is such a good point that those voices are ultimately trying to help us. It's not necessarily that they always do, but we can make space for them. And at the same time, we don't have to be controlled by those thoughts that go through our head. We can let them come. Here they are. We can see them there and then kind of let them keep going. Uh, right. That is a really helpful perspective on those. We're not making those out to be evil in and of themselves. Yeah. I think of that as like the practical way of the verse, take your thoughts captive. Right. Mm -hmm. I think of this like that's our practical. This is the practical way to do that is to, to identify that thought, to identify whatever it is. But to take it captive and say, like, right, you don't have control here. And also, thanks for trying to help. But yeah, yeah. really good point. When we think about uh, practicing self-compassion in our daily lives, something else I had thought of um, was when we think about uh, specifically with fertility um, or trying to conceive, that there, there can be so many speed bumps. And it's just often such a hard, hard, hard road. Mm. Um, and so... I think too, what I notice, especially with clients is uh, there can tend to sometimes be then this disconnect with our bodies or frustration with our bodies or hatred towards our bodies. And, and that happens too. I would say like pregnancy, nursing, all the, everything through the kind of all those experiences with our bodies. Um, and then we think about just the larger uh, picture of culture and um, sure. body image and all the things, right? Yeah. So we have a pretty complicated, no matter our story, likely a pretty complicated relationship with our bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and so thinking of self-compassion with our bodies, I often think about just getting in touch with our bodies and saying kind things to our bodies um, of you're doing the best you can and this is hard or 
what what could I do to help my body right now? And it might be, mm. I need to go drink some water, or it might be, I need to go sit in the sun and feel the sun on my skin. Um, yes. Or it might be, I need to go take a walk and just be gentle and walk. It might be, I need to get on my yoga mat and stretch. Mm. Um, but so kind of thinking about it that way, of especially when we're noticing some of those kind of harsh thoughts towards our bodies, to instead be like, no, 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 this is hard. And what does my body need? What would help right now? And kind mm. of creating some kind of love back and forth between those body systems that we're talking about of, of physical body and emotions and thoughts and spirituality and kind of helping all that work together a little bit. A Absolutely. Little bit more. And you mentioned culture in there. And I do think that we're sort of expected to um, make our body do what we want it to do in the moment. And when it doesn't do that, we feel a little bit betrayed or confused and, you're absolutely right about feeling this separation between us, what I'm using quotations, um, us and our bodies, but we are one mind, body, spirit all together. Mm. Um, so I completely agree with you in finding those ways to lovingly connect with our body, appreciate all the amazing things that it is doing for us every day. Um, you said speaking kind words over your body. It makes me think about, we have a prayer guide for the future female body, about praying over different areas and praying through different times of the cycle um, because God is so present within our bodies and within each phase of the cycle and each pregnancy intention, no matter what it would be. Um, so that is a beautiful example there that you shared. And those are all really great. And it makes me wonder, would it be appropriate to even practice one of these together now? Like, should we do that as a practice? I love that idea. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, lead on. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so let's settle in here. Maybe take a deep breath. Kind of just settle into your body wherever you are today, whatever you're going through. And now take a moment to think of a circumstance or an area where you're struggling. Just think about the different facets of that. Maybe who's involved. Maybe your emotions connected to that. And now imagine if a friend were in this situation. What sentence would you tell your friend to encourage them? Today I've talked a lot about that idea of this is hard. What do you need right now? Another one could be you're walking through this challenge with such grace and honesty. Or it might be something else. Just what would you tell your friend to encourage them? All right, and now take a deep inhale and a deep exhale. And maybe if it feels okay and supportive, you could try placing one hand on your heart and gently saying those words that you would say to a friend to yourself. Let's take another second just to breathe deeply again, another inhale and another exhale. And again, maybe repeating that sentence. And that, my friends, is a little self-compassion break that you can practice for yourself anytime.
Yes. Anytime someone needs those words, you can go right back to this episode, find the exact spot. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes um, and be able to walk through that. Uh, That is so good. Christina, thank you so much for that and for your time and for your guidance today. This is such an important reminder, and I know that it is going to make a difference um, in the lives and the minds of all those who listen. And um, if we have listeners who would like to learn more, what would you suggest? Yes. So Andy Kolber is an author and she is one of my favorites on self-compassion and teaches so wonderfully on um, biblical self-compassion. So weaving in um, God's teachings and uh, stories from scripture. She's also a counselor. So she'll share little snippets of um, just real world examples and how to apply self-compassion or she calls it resourcing often. She's got two books um, Mm. and they are wonderful. Try Softer is her first one and then Strong Like Water is her second one. Um, So she's a wonderful resource. Uh, And then I do have my Instagram that I try to share lots of little tips and tricks and just practical ways of how we can practice some of these some of these tools like self-compassion. That's great. And I will make sure to have both of those resources in our show notes. Christina, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, Caitlin. This has been great. Listeners, I hope this episode has been helpful as you navigate your own fertility journey, whatever that may look like. At Woven Well, we seek to provide education and a sense of community that empowers women to make informed fertility decisions while honoring the deep connection between fertility and faith. So if you'd like to stay up to date with all that we do, I invite you to join our email list at wovenfertility.com. We promise we do not overuse it, but it's a great place to see all of our offerings and to gain more guidance on possible next steps for you. So there will also be a link in the show notes there. As always, thanks so much for listening as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. Well,